Welcome to KJV Cafe, where we explore great truths from God's holy word in a simple, down-to-earth fashion. Romans 10:17 shows us where faith comes from. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Let's grow our faith together in the cafe today. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. Grab your Bible and a hot cup of coffee or tea and join us now as we explore God's holy word. Amen. Glory to God. Welcome to the cafe. Welcome to the program. So great to have you here today. Hopefully you have uh, just some time here to get into God's word. And if you don't have time, maybe you've decided to make time and I commend you for that. I know the Lord will bless you for it. As we get into God's word, we look at the truths in God's word. The truths are there. They're, they're popping out at you when you study the word. If you spend time to go back through it, because there's so much in it. Amen. And we're looking here at Psalm 54 today, a, a short one, seven verses, seven God's perfect number, amen, a number of completion, amen. Uh, seven is a great number, and Psalm 54 is a great psalm, and it deals with a principle that I want you to think about, and I believe this, I know that this brings glory and honor to God and should help you understand what it means to have a godly relationship with Him, and that is this idea that when you love the Lord, when you serve the Lord, you know, your troubles are his troubles and your enemies are his enemies. And that's what we're going to get to today. And I just love that because the world wants to make God out to be this like benign, just far off deity that loves everybody and wants everyone to just do whatever they want. Right. <laughs> and then the Bible uh, really shows us, especially in the Psalms, as David talks about God's character, that God is a jealous God. Amen. That God is a loving God, that God has a preference for the righteous man, uh, that God will protect and deliver the righteous man. Uh, and, and there's just so much to that. And who better to share this with us than David, who had enemies that literally wanted his life. Now imagine uh, either being king or being kind of suggested as the next king. Automatically, you're going to have people that want to take you out, amen, because they don't want you to become king, either because they want to be the king or they want to stay in power that the king's given them. So automatically, it's a stressful situation. And on top of that, you have Saul hunting him down. Later on, because Absalom, his son, uh, wanting to kill him. And it's just, he went through great vexation, great troubles. But through those troubles, he wrote these gorgeous psalms, these beautiful psalms that were written from the heart to God. And Psalm six, uh, 54, verse 1, starts with, Save me, O God, by thy name, and judge me by thy strength. Hear my prayer, O God, give ear to the words of my mouth. For strangers are risen up against me, and oppressors seek after my soul. They have not set God before them, Selah. Behold, God is mine helper. The Lord is with them that uphold my soul. He shall reward evil unto mine enemies. Cut them off in thy truth. I will freely sacrifice unto thee. I will praise thy name, O Lord, for it is good. For he hath delivered me out of all trouble, and mine eye hath seen his desire upon mine enemies. Amen. That is beautiful, especially that last verse, Psalm 54, 7. For he hath delivered me out of all trouble, 
and mine eye hath seen his desire upon mine enemies. My eye has seen his desire upon my enemies. You know, God is a loving God, and God is a faithful God. And God is, as far as I understand it, teaching us that when we live for him, and when we do what he calls us to do, and live by the precepts that he gives us, that many will hate us for it, not because they hate us, but because they hate him. Him, And if they hate him, and they then hate us, they automatically become our enemy, and by virtue of that, truly, they are his enemy. And so we see here in Psalm 54, this beautiful idea uh, that, that God is intimately involved with those that seek him, those that love him. Uh, you know, David here is crying out for salvation uh, from the enemies. Verse, 50, uh, verse 1 of Psalm 54, save me, O God, by thy name and judge me by thy strength. Because David is giving God the glory, saying, you have the strength. Uh, it is your name, amen, that's going to get the glory. Uh, David, constantly through the Psalms, is reminding uh, God, not that he needs a reminder, but just restating the fact that, that when God shows up, that David will give him the glory. And many people, when God shows up, want to take the glory for themselves, amen, and don't want to give God the glory, and that's an abomination to God. And then the second verse here, hear my prayer, O God, give ear to the words of my mouth. Well, we know the Bible tells us that God hears the prayers of the righteous, that God is near the brokenhearted, amen. Just a few Psalms earlier, David's writing about uh, that, that, that God's not looking for big opulent sacrifices uh, on the altar as much as he's looking for a broken and contrite heart. Uh, and he's near those that are of that broken spirit, brokenhearted. Uh, and I think it's the Beatitudes uh, in Matthew, Jesus mentions uh, the blessed are the broken in spirit. And the idea is not that God wants us broken so he can laugh and say, ha ha, you're broken. He wants us broken to realize, for us to realize that we need him and for us to realize that divine relationship of depending and trusting in him. And that can't happen until we've basically exhausted anything in and of ourselves that we think we can do on our own. And that is the idea of uh, being brokenhearted, amen, uh, of, of being uh, of, to the point where we realize that we can't do it on our own. And that is some place that sadly some never get to. They think for their whole lives they can do it on their own. And if they're successful in this world, all the more, it's very difficult for them to reconcile this idea that they have a need for God. And that they don't wake up and say, okay, the Lord is providing every breath that I breathe, every heartbeat that I have, everything that I've been given is from God. They don't, they don't understand that. It's difficult. But what happens when we're in duress? We start to understand our need, amen? Verse 3, for strangers are risen up against me, and oppressors seek after my soul. They have not set God before them, Selah. And so we see here in verse 3, David's explaining here that, that strangers, as in those that are not uh, part of God's family, whether they be Israelites or not, they're not uh, gods, amen. They're risen up against him and they seek his soul. They want to kill him. They want to devour him. Um, they have not set God before them. And so David is pointing out that they are not seeking the Lord. And I think it's important for us to understand if we have an enemy that we think is an enemy, right, and they are godly by all accounts and they are seeking the Lord, we need to look at them and confront them directly and forgive, amen, and hope and pray that they repent of whatever sin caused that 
conflict, amen, but a, a conflict with an enemy that is saved, amen, is much different than a conflict with an enemy that's not saved. Now, yes, we're called to turn the other cheek. Yes, we're called to uh, show love and compassion. Yes, we're called to forgive everyone so that Christ could forgive us, amen. All these principles apply wholesale to everything, but asking God to like wipe out your enemy that is a believer is like asking a dad to take out one brother but keep the other, amen. Uh, it's not good. And so what David's saying is these people aren't seeking him. They're, they're not believers, amen. And, and a, another thing the world will try to do is say, we're all God's children. Well, look, we're all God's creation, but we're not all God's children because we haven't all been born again. Verse four, behold, God is mine helper. The Lord is with them that uphold my soul, amen. And so we understand God's uh, preeminence and his role in helping David stay alive through this great trial. I mean, he was on the run uh, when he wrote many of these Psalms, amen. Verse five, he shall show he shall reward evil unto my enemies and cut them off in thy truth. A great biblical pr- principle that you'll see over and over again is God repays. You li- you're living in righteousness, you're living fruitful, you're seeking him, he'll re- re- repay you with peace and joy and and and, and a godly opportunities in the ministry and on and on. God repays. You're living wickedly, you're living for yourself, you're living for the world, you're living in sin. God will repay you that, that, that wage, that wage that you've earned. God will give it to you. And what do we know the wages of sin are? The wages of sin are death, amen, is death. So we understand here that God is uh, going to repay the enemies of David, uh, amen. Amen, because they are no longer going to be able to go and turn to God when they're in trouble. Because David says, cut them off from thy, in, in thy truth uh, and cut them off in thy truth because God is righteous. And David is appealing to God's righteousness, saying, you know what's right and wrong. These people are living wicked. They're my enemy, but truly they're your enemy because they're living against who you are and what you desire of your people. Uh, Verse six, I will freely sacrifice unto thee. I will praise thy name, O Lord, for it is good. And so again, I I just kind of take from this, if you read a lot of David's Psalms, he talks about how he's going to give praise to God forever and ever. He's going to be with God forever and ever. And I think this alludes to this idea that he's not going to take the credit as God cuts off his enemies. He's not going to go and get wicked and turn to his self as say like Pharaoh did when Pharaoh was wealthy and and, and he said, oh, I don't need uh, to let the Israelites go. I have my wealth and my power and Egypt is so strong, et cetera, et cetera, uh, and, and wouldn't turn to God. And David said, I'm not going to do that. And then here, uh, our text verse, Psalm 54, seven, for he hath delivered me out of all trouble and my eye hath seen his desire upon my enemies. And we understand here from verse seven of Psalm 54, a very similar verse in Psalm 34, 19, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all, all as in A-L-L, God will deliver those that are seeking him out of all their afflictions. If you're going through an affliction, praise God, because he's going to deliver you out of that affliction, amen, uh, whatever it is, and you will be better for it, Romans eight twenty eight tells us. And here is this beautiful uh, aspect of the Psalm, Psalm 54, 7, and mine eye hath seen his desire upon my enemies. Never forget that if you have an enemy, those that are seeking 
to, to hurt you or seeking to hurt the ones that you love and, and they, they, they don't have a relationship with God, then they also are an enemy to God and that you are precious to God. If you're serving God, if you're living for God, you're saved, amen, then you truly are one of God's children. And they truly are not messing with you, but messing with God. And there's biblical examples of that, amen, of men of God that people uh, have desired to hurt or kill and what they've received from it, amen. You think of uh, that, that wicked king that came against Hezekiah. Think of that. Uh, his name is like Sennacherib. I know I'm butchering that. He was the king of Assyria, Sennacherib, something like this. He was going against Hezekiah, a man of God. And Hezekiah spreads that letter that he wrote mocking God and mocking uh, King Hezekiah before the Lord. He spreads it out before the Lord and prays over it. And the Lord takes this king out in the most humiliating way. He was killed by his own children while he was worshiping his pagan God. Amen. And it was many years later. We see God's vengeance doesn't always happen right away. But the key here is that King Hezekiah was seeking the Lord, amen, and presenting that evil before the Lord. And the Lord uh, delivered Hezekiah from that, literally delivered Hezekiah from that situation and took vengeance upon Hezekiah's enemy because it truly was an enemy of the Lord as Hezekiah had presented there in the letter in in the temple. So let's understand that God is absolutely involved in all of our day, especially when we face enemies and battles. And that, yes, as Christians, we show love, but let's never forget that we serve a mighty God and that it's okay, like David, to go to God in prayer and say, these people are not serving you and they are your enemies. Cut them off in your truth. Deliver me from them because this is an affliction I am facing and I am doing my best to seek you. And again, it all starts with seeking God. But if you're seeking the Lord, you're in his word, you're praying, uh, you're studying the Bible, you're, 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 you're repentant before God, trust that he is with you and that you can see his desire upon your enemies today. Oh, I love it. We serve a mighty God. Amen. We serve a, we serve a mighty God that is a jealous God, that is a loving God, that is all-encompassing. He's an all-encompassing fire. He's an amazing God. That's who we serve here today. Never forget that. The true God, amen, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, is alive and well, amen, and he is with the righteous. He hears their prayers, and he delivers them out of all their afflictions. I thank you so much for listening today. Tune in next time. Take care. God bless. Amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of KJV Cafe. Have a question for Pastor Clark? Email him directly at clark at enduringpromise.org or visit kjvcafe.com and click the envelope button on the homepage. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. We'll close today with Psalm 119, verses 166 through 168. Lord, I have hoped for thy salvation and done thy commandments. My soul hath kept thy testimonies, and I love them exceedingly. I have kept thy precepts and thy testimonies, for all my ways are before thee.